Welcome to Super Nerd Podcast, the adventure that brings you the latest nerd news and rumors from movies, TV, entertainment, and sometimes sports. You name it. If it is nerdy, we are talking about it. The Marvel's Nerd. I am your host, Austin, and with me, as always, is the amazing Amanda! And the wild, yet elusive, Jekka. What's shaking, bacon? Hey, folks, thanks so much for joining us. Obviously, we're talking the MCU's Marvels, and a whole lot more to include the first trailer for Ghostbusters. Technically, it's Ghostbusters 4. Come on. But Ghostbusters Frozen Empire, the first trailer for Netflix live-action Avatar The Last Airbender series. And guess what, folks? Sony and Nintendo are saying there's going to be a Legend of Zelda movie and a whole lot more. So make sure to hit that podcast subscribe button. We'd love to nerd out with you each and every week. And if you've already hit that podcast subscribe button, you too can start earning some nerd XP. Nerd XP! And for everyone else, as soon as you hit that Podcast subscribe button. You too can start earning Nerd XP. Nerd XP. What is the dog doing back there? Eating a two liter bottle that we... (laughs) No, not the plastic. Yeah. yeah, Not the plastic. All right, Jack, what's nerdy with you? What have you been up to? Um, So I've... I finished watching season five of The Dragon Prince. And on Netflix? On Netflix, yeah. It was yeah. one of those things that I had, like... So I didn't know season five was out until one of my friends at school... Um, or two of my friends at school, they were both watching it. And one of them was like, oh, yeah, season five is out. And I was like, what? So I was like, okay, I need to watch season five. But typically, I like to rewatch the previous season, just like it brings yeah. me up to speed. And she was like, wait, Zach here, so our mutual friend Zach... She's like, we've just started watching it. Why don't we, when we get to the fourth season, we could you could join us and we'll start watching it. So we had like watch parties for the fourth and fifth season, with the fifth scene being absolute fun because both me and my friend Zach, who also listens to this podcast too, Zach. Hi, Zach. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so like me and Zach had not seen the fifth season at all, and it was so good. I can't wait for season six to come out. It's going to be wild. So crazy. Um, and then I finished watching Loki because Loki had its season finale. And I will say this about Loki. So the first season is awesome. The second season was more difficult just because I felt that Sylvie was in the right because Sylvie just wants the TVA to go away. She wants it to be destroyed. And Loki is trying to save the TVA so that he who remains as variants don't come through, right? And I was just like, I just feel like Sylvie, like, because the TVA, like, you see what it did to them and what it did to her. Yeah. Um, her pretty much like, you know, she was a young girl and they took her and were like, you can't live. And she escaped. And so I like, it was hard for me to empathize with Loki or sympathize with Loki and his determination to save the TVA until there was this episode, so here I go, spoilers. I'm going to try to refrain from spoilers, but I'm still going to hit so do this. 
But there was like this one episode, it was the third to last one, where Sylvie finally is like, oh, I see why you were trying to save the TVA. Yes, we need to save the TVA. And then after that, the last two episodes were great and they were amazing. And the conclusion for that series was awesome. Like That's it was so cool. It was amazing. And it tied right into Norse mythology. And I love that about it. It was so cool. I So for this, I was like, hey, there's six episodes. Yeah. The first two episodes were good. The next two episodes weren't good. I did not like the Oof. second two episodes. That was where I felt like, like I, I was just like Sylvie. Like I'm like I just, I just feel like Sylvie. Like she has a point. I can't get behind Loki. And then the last two episodes were just phenomenal. They were so. So, so, there's, so there's six episodes total. Yeah, there's six episodes total. So the first right. two and the last two were great. So, the so, middle... so okay. So, so here's my question because we have not been watching it, which is very. Uh, you know, unnerdy un- of you. Yeah, unnerdy, <laughs> unlike us. We are behind. But I have we've we've just we've been having some Marvel burnout, and like it really pains me to say that. And uh, and so I didn't want to watch things that was going to hurt the Marvel burnout or uh, you know build that up. And so when, when I when I first started hearing that Loki season two wasn't as good as the first one, I was like, well, I don't know, but. When the when the reviews of these final two episodes came out, and I, I don't know, I have no idea what's, what happened, but apparently it's like it makes Loki to be like one of the coolest characters in the MCU. I, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, okay. Sorry, so, go on. So, yes. so, so, so it makes me want to say, okay, well, maybe I do want to go back and watch Loki. So, so here's my question: Should we watch Loki all the episodes, or should we like piecemeal and just pick? Of a couple here and there. Sounds like you skip need all the of middle. Them. That's the unfortunate thing. You do need the middle stuff, and I didn't uh, realize it until yeah. that fifth episode, yeah. until that last episode. Because I mean, and in a way, like they also kind of like acknowledge that it was yeah. like the, those little middle parts. It, they did what I call hang the lantern on it, where it's like, yes, we acknowledge that that was kind of rough. Um, huh. But yeah, because because there's because like. Those two middle episodes, they they had they still had some important stuff in there. Um, so so Amanda, mm-hmm. do we watch Loki season two, and do we have to watch it with the kids, or can we just watch it? We're gonna have <laughs> to watch it with the kids because they want to see it, and let like let them know when they're just like when they start losing interest, like Ugh. yeah, it's gonna be rough. Like, but yeah, the, those last two so- episodes. Is it so good. Is it worth it? I think it. (laughs) I'm so mixed feelings about it because, like, I want to Uh. tell you literally just watch the first two episodes and then. Actually, here's what I'll do this week. (laughs) Okay. I will rewatch the first two episodes and rewatch the last two episodes and let you know if you can do that. Well, or or (laughs) we could watch the first two episodes, talk to you about the. Middle two there episodes and then jump to the last two episodes. There you go. We're just gonna have to suffer through them. Uh, I'm not gonna make you suffer through Secret Invasion. Did you watch did that you? without me? I oh, am I watching have... it without you. Is it? What, are you, is what it? are you thinking? It's okay. It's. Is it Marvel burnout material? It's Marvel burnout material uh, so far. Yeah. See, and Loki, Jeez. like this. Sorry, go ahead. So, um, for Secret Invasion, a friend of mine told me that you don't even need it to watch the Marvels. 
Yeah, I, like I mean, I have nothing. I'll save that part for the main event. Like, yeah, because yeah. I haven't seen more. Secret Invasion or Miss Marvel. Okay, and we'll, we'll, we will definitely yeah. talk. About we'll talk that. about this. Yeah. We'll talk about this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I it, this the way it ended definitely made me hope for a season three, as well as oh, really? Loki making appearances in the Marvel movies coming forward to this really? big, well, Pete, the, the big new Avengers. People one are people one. are saying that this that season two of Loki might be the the very last we see of Tom Hiddleston's Loki. And, 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 and the way he's talking on the uh you know the media circuits it sounds like he's kind of saying goodbye to loki and like this is like a full circle type of thing and Ugh. yeah so i or at least i want him to make cameo appearances because yeah. he is in a position i i want that i want him to make a cameo appearance in some way just like you know what it is worth watching it for that last episode and the conclusion. Hey, Jekka, Je- this is a real strange question. Okay. And, and our listeners, can, our li- our listeners aren't going to know what I'm talking about. I don't know what no, he's no, talking no, no, no. Okay. about. So over your right shoulder, I, it might just be the way the light is reflecting, but it kind of looks like there's smoke rising up over behind your shoulder. Is that it's smoke? It's the light on or- the... On the- <laughs> It is literally it's, just okay. like just, I'm gonna check, but I don't think so. It okay. is not. Okay, it's okay. not. Right. It's it's way the <laughs> No, it's I did, not. I didn't I didn't want to do this podcast while your house is burning down. We're just talking nerd stuff. <laughs> it's okay, it's the right. way the, the light glitches on yes, 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 it's it, just it, yeah, entirely it, glitching. Okay, yeah. it, it's, it's, but I it's, just wanted to make sure. <laughs> it's one of those things like I'm hoping that my camera and laptop issues is just because of this semester. Cause I'm sure. taking a class right now. That's doing a lot of heavy stats and modeling yeah. stuff. And I think that's just taking a lot out on my laptop. And there's a lot of like files I have saved on it right now. And this is an old laptop. Like I think it is eight years old. Um, well, it, it works. It does the job. I know, and it's still working. It's just like the camera's starting to be finicky, and I'm like, I'm hoping that yeah. it's just because like it's starting to f- like fill up with sure memory or whatnot. I also like, I don't know. It's one of those things that I'm hoping that when I visit, go to Utah for Thanksgiving, that I can maybe try to take it into a Best Buy and see what they can do. Yeah. At the same time, I kind of need a to work up. on stuff. Yeah, it's like yeah. I kind of need yeah. to work on. stuff. Or even ask my dad. My dad's a real computer savvy guy and be like, anything we could do, like even if it's just like pop the back up and kind of like, you know, sure, take an air can to it and like spray some things out, sure. clean it up a bit. Well, I, I hope hope they can do some things. All right, Amanda. Yeah. What is nerdy with you? So I watched all of the live action One Piece with my two oldest. So mm. what, what is One Piece for those that don't so know? So One Piece is the story of this is it an anime it, turned live so action? So it's an anime turned live action. And it's, there is the main character. He ends up in a, a barrel floating in the ocean. That's how great of a pirate he is. And he gets on board this other boat. And you actually found out he's actually a really interesting character, fun. And it, it was a really great show. Mm-hmm. really enjoyed it had so much fun uber campy kids loved it and they were very upset 
when the season ran out. So they I were invested. Sh- they were invested. So I showed the kids the first episode of the anime. And I now know why I was never interested in the anime. Okay, why? <laughs> what I thought was campy in um, the live action... I don't know how, but they reduced the camp. I thought it was like really crazy campy in the live action, but they brought it down. They made it, they made it more bearable, huh? <laughs> they, they brought it down to a level where it was fun and enjoyable. The first episode of the anime, I'm like, I, I, I can't watch this. <laughs> this is way over the top. Yeah. That's hilarious. I I haven't seen any of One Piece, but my brother and his family, they love it. Like so my sister-in-law is Japanese and she got into it to the point that she has been buying all the manga in Japanese and my brother's been reading it cuz he speaks Japanese. So they're like totally into One Piece right now. And I'm just like, "Okay, cool. <laughs> they really want me to watch it." I'm like, "Someday when I have time." Just give that a shot. The live action is worth it. And honestly, I'm kind of tempted to watch through the anime because I want to know what happens next. (laughs) Like, that's how much the the live action invested me in it. I'm like, can I I withstand the cheese to get through the storyline? All right, I got something. Or you could read the manga because my brother keeps telling me, he's like, the anime is good. But he keeps recommending that I read the manga. Like, he actually wants me to read the manga more than watch the anime. Because he says there's just something in the manga, like, the way, like, there are jokes that work better in the manga than they do in the anime. I will say this. The live action is worth it. Just try the live action first and then see if you want to read it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because the, the live action makes me want more. Yeah. Okay. Um... Do we want to talk about Anakin's birthday and all that jazz? Just or no, nah? I okay. want to talk about Anakin's robotics competition. Our uh, so our, this is our son's first <laughs> year in what's called uh, first Lego League, in which uh, people build robots out of Lego. I guess Anakin's joining us now. He built they build uh, robots out of Lego, and they have a number of tasks they have to do and. Uh, they have two minutes and 30 seconds to try to complete as many tasks as possible while another team is trying to do the exact same thing, the exact same tasks with their robot. And uh, a judge scores the robots on how many tasks they complete, how well the tasks are done, uh, how how much or how little the uh, kids actually have to interact with the robot Um will affect their scores. Obviously, if, this, if the robot can do it more autonomously, they score higher, so on and so forth. Anyways, so there's tw- so this was a regional tournament. There were uh, 24 different teams from various schools, and uh, the top five teams got in, uh, go, to, go to the state championship. And Anakin's team scored, what, fourth? Something uh, like that? They, yeah, yeah, it, like was ran- it was three. random for the so, last three. So, so they scored like fourth, and uh, Anakin's going to state with his robot. Dude, so. that's awesome! Congrats, that's so yeah. cool. 
And it go. And the one thing they had, the one thing they said was, this was the first year they had to adjust their uh, their presentations because his team's name, their Excel sheet, was too long. And share your name. And it, Our name was. Can we have some paper towels, please? Can we have some paper towels? So here, come here. T- tell them the story of of your. Okay, so there's this thing above FLL. It's called FTC. First Technology First tech- Challenge. Yep. First Tech Challenge. First Tech Challenge. Yep. And uh, one of the people, uh, there was a drink spill that, that happened in the other room. So one of the people came over into our classroom, and they asked for some paper towels, and that's how we got our name. Yeah, because because... They were in the pro- the team was in the process of having the conversation. What should we name our team? And then here comes this older kid. Can I have some paper towels, please? They're like, that's it. That's our team's name. Love that. That is amazing. And so, so Amanda and I were joking that uh, starting next year, there's going to be a, a new rule that says uh, team names can only be two to three uh, words. We'll see. I <laughs> I, I stand that. firm. That the team name that they were discussing before their name was better. And well, that would have been even longer. Well, it would have been longer, but it was more fun. And it was Ben and Ben's buddies bot um Ben and Ben's buddies build Ben and Ben's buddies bots. Say that five times real yeah, fast. Where where in the world did the earpiece go? Did the dog get it? No. Anakin, is it on you? Did it- the, the squishy the, part. What in the world? It's over there. Where? How in the world did it get over there? Very carefully. So oh one of our goodness. headsets is broken. The, the squishy part <laughs> comes off. Well, it just pops up. Anyway, so... Uh, anyway, but um, Ben and Ben's buddy buddies build Ben and Ben's buddies bots could have been B7 bots. Well, so. that's what they would have shortened to. But it would have been so better because I want to see the... Because they have like announcers. And these announcers, they're, they're like ESPN sports announcers. And like there's cheering and there's all sorts of craziness. And so I wanted to hear the announcers get all tongue-tied. All right, we've got Ben and Ben's buddy, Bill, Ben and Ben's buddy's bots uh, at third place. <laughs> you know, just, it would have been a lot of fun. They would have banned alliterations. They would have <laughs> banned them. It would, it would have been a lot of fun. So instead, can you imagine imagine them saying like, "And now we have. Can I have some more paper towels, please?" And and yeah, <laughs> they they, did. Were, they they were doing things like that. They did. So funny. Yeah, it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. So, <laughs> all right, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, so let's jump into some nerd news. Many Bothans died to bring us this information. Ooh. And what is the news that should be on your nerd radar? Well, the first trailer for what is essentially Ghostbusters 4, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire, has been released. That's right. Sony Pictures has recently unveiled the first teaser for the eagerly awaited Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel, now officially named Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. This sneak peek provides a glimpse into the upcoming installment of this Ghostbuster movie, promising another enthralling and spooky ghost hunting escapade set in New York City, succumbing to a frosty spell caused by a mysterious ancient relic. This narrative brings back the beloved original Ghostbusters, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and Ernie Hudson, 
reprising their roles in this new thrilling journey. The film's synopsis says, quote, In Ghostbusters Frozen Empire, the Spangler family returns to where it all started, the iconic New York City firehouse, to team up with the original Ghostbusters, who've developed a top-secret research lab to take busting ghosts to the next level. But when the discovery of an ancient artifact unleashes an evil force, Ghostbusters, new and old, must join forces to protect their home and save the world from a second ice age. Helming this sequel is Gil Keenan, co-writer and executive producer of Ghostbusters Afterlife with Jason Reitman, who was the original director and co-writer of Afterlife. Let's take a listen to this and talk about it afterwards. The release of Ghostbusters Frozen Empire, March 29th. 2024. Anakin, don't trip and kill yourself over there, dude. All right, let's take a listen to this trailer. Here we go. I'm telling you, it's going to be another hot one out there. In fact, there are heat alerts in effect for New Jersey, feeling like 100 degrees. in New York history, people froze to death in the middle of July. What is it? The death chill. The power to kill by fear itself. Your veins turn to rivers of ice. Your bones crack. And the last thing you see is your own tear ducts freezing up. Like, literally scared to death? So cool. <laughs> I'm really excited for this. I really like the like shooting ice from the like. Yeah. Okay, so is it coming from above? Is it no. shooting down? It's, it seems like it's shooting upward from yeah, the shooting, ground. Shooting upward from the ground, yeah. So that was a really cool image, and that was. Like, this really is like exciting. a real Ghostbusters movie. Ghostbusters Afterlife was, you know, nothing wrong with it, but this is like an authentic Ghostbusters. Sequel. I think for you, it's just authentic because it's in New York. Yeah, and and it's gonna like really play up the original Ghostbusters. And I. Okay, that the other one was not New York. It was still a real Ghostbusters. Well, this is a real Ghostbusters movie, but this is more of a, this is a, this is more real. If anything, I feel like this one is like the next level up because the previous Ghostbusters. I mean, like even the original, the first one, 
you know, there was there was like this underlying theme starting to mm-hmm. happen with Gozer the Gozerian, you know, and um, but like you didn't really like see that right from the get go. Or is this was jumping like we have a really big problem <laughs> right off the bat? You know, I don't know. That's yeah, what it felt like yeah, to no, me. This, this is gonna be cool. Funny story about this trailer though. Um, so I saw it in the theaters when I went and saw the Marvels with my roommates and. Yeah. Both my roommate and I actually were like, oh my gosh, this is going to be another end of the world movie like 2012. So we were kind of disappointed that it was Ghostbusters. What? <laughs> no. We're like, what? We wanted like, a, we were like, we thought that was going to be a, because dis- we're both having very stressful things happening in our, like, you know, I'm stressed with grad school. She's stressed with work. So we're kind of, we were like hoping for like a destructive movie. <laughs> So we were both kind of like, oh, but I was like, oh, but like, I'm still excited for Ghostbusters. Like, this is why you yeah, like watching so, Godzilla from time to time. Exactly. Yeah. So like, I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be another like, like day after tomorrow, the, like Armageddon and like those, you know, end of the earth, you know, destruction movies. So I was a little bit disappointed, <laughs> but now like re-listening to it again, I'm like, mm, no, I'm excited for this. This will be fun. Yeah. No, it, lo- it looks good for sure. Especially with how well afterlife was like that was so well done that i'm like i i have high hopes for this one i have high yeah. expectations so well, these are right back where they were before it, it's it's like they're comfortable with the original ghostbuster actors like the last film was really more like they they were in the film but it was more like cameos i would yeah. like them to really explain what has gone on between ghostbusters 2 and now and if mm-hmm. And in all honesty, I don't, I don't think, I don't think she's going to be in there. But I really want to see uh, Sigourney uh, Weaver. Yeah, I want to see yeah. uh, Dana's character. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. No, no. What's what's sad about this is this movie was originally supposed to come out in December, but uh, I think, right. yeah, I think um, the all all the actor strikes go and and the writing strikes, which thankfully have been. Uh, uh resolved settled. yeah resolved yeah. like they said they've set everything back in hollywood and i and i i got a feeling that this might be one of those things as well um i know i was sad that dune part two got moved as well yeah yeah so but anyways uh we got ghostbusters back in new york really exciting so let's move on netflix has released the first trailer for their live action avatar the last airbender tv series Netflix, <laughs> Jeez, might, what is the dog doing? The dog's really distracting us tonight. <laughs> Anyways, that's right. Netflix has unveiled the teaser trailer for its much-awaited live-action series adaption of Avatar The Last Airbender. The trailer gives us a glimpse into the series, <laughs> the showcasing uh, impressive visuals and raises expectations for its storyline uh, quality following the success of other adaptions like the One Piece series, as we were talking about earlier. The official synopsis of the series is detailed as follows. Uh, set in a war-torn world where certain people can bend one of the four classic elements, earth, water, fire, or air, the show's official synopsis reads, Avatar, uh, Aang is the Avatar, the only one capable of bending all the elements and is destined to bring peace to the world from the Fire Nation. With this new companion, uh, uh, Katara. Katara and so- Soka, or Soka. Sokka. Sokka. Fail. <laughs> I Fail. Know. I know. 
I've seen this series multiple times. Sets out to master the elements while being pursued by the exiled Fire Nation prince, Zuko. Good job. Or is it Zako? No. <laughs> you shall be smacked for that. Now I'm just doing it on purpose. You will lose Who's, XP, dirt XP. Who please. seeks to regain his honor by capturing the Avatar. Anyways, let's take a listen to this trailer and we'll talk about it afterwards. Here we go. Time. Time is a funny thing. The past. The future. It all gets mixed up. There's only one way to keep it straight. Always remember who you are. Okay, so when Netflix first announced they wanted to do a live action film and they had the original creators on there, like on board, I was all excited. And then the original creators decided they parted from Netflix because like, yeah, you know, they like they as they said, they're like, we're, we're not like sharing the same vision for this. And so I became really worried. And then I feel like that worry and concern because Netflix, like, you know, they, it's, I didn't, there was no news that they were going to like abandon the project or move forward with it. And this was like a few years ago, you know, I think it was before COVID that this went down before COVID. And so like not hearing anything, I was kind of like, okay, are they going to do it? Like there's, we haven't heard anything because I I imagine like they would have announced that they weren't, Netflix was scrapping it. And then as like things picked up and I started seeing like pictures of the cast and all that. And then this trailer, I was like, okay, I am cautiously optimistic and really mm-hmm. hoping it'll be good. Cause the trailer looks really good. I'm, it looks like to me, they'll be covering more than book one water because there were like a flashes that look like Azula and some things that like allude to the earth kingdom with like Toph and stuff. And so I'm like, I don't know. Do we know if they're planning on doing like remaking the three seasons or are they like trying so, to like, com- like do it in one season? So my guess, I think they're going to try and do the three seasons, but what I'm thinking is they might introduce some of the important characters early because they wanted to get the actors down for it mm-hmm. and kind of maybe introduce some of that. But I, I don't see them just doing one season of it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I just hope 
I mean, already, it looks way better <laughs> than M. Night Shyamalan's version. So much better. So much better. So oh, that's yeah. where I'm, like, optimistic, is it looks much better. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Like, it looks like the, the bending's actually going to be flowing normally. Like, flowing how it should flow, you know? Because that was the, the one thing that just ruined I, Shyamalan's version for me was that the bending they were doing way too many moves to do one simple move you know I I don't think people should sell or undercut this just because of the politics behind the scenes yeah, I think yeah. uh, I think the trailer looks like they respected the material and so because of that I'm willing to set aside behind the scenes politics and, and and just enjoy some good avatar. And I hope, I hope it works out well. Yeah, so. me too. Like I'm, it's funny because I'm not pleased with what Disney's doing and like trying to crack down on password sharing. It makes me annoyed because I'm, I'm the, I'm affected by that. <laughs> I'm like, I can't, I can't get my own anyways. Um, but it's like dragon prince and now avatar. I'm like, Hmm, they're like giving me all these good reasons to stay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm just going to point out, because I remember when um, the last Airbender movie came out, M. Night Shyamalan's, and it came out the same year as Avatar the Blue People. Oh, yes. Oh, and I'm yeah. just going to point out that Austin even mentions, he called it Avatar, because the true Avatar is the last Airbender, Thank not you. the Blue Very People. Much. Just want to point this out. Yeah, no, it was so funny. I was like, so I was having dinner earlier with some friends and we were talking about like movies that came out this year. And one of them was like, oh, there was the Avatar movie, right? The Way of Water. And like my other friends were just like, oh yeah, that was really good. You should go see that. And I was just like shaking <laughs> my head. And the person that brought that up, they're like, you like Avatar Last Airbender, don't you? I'm like, yes, <laughs> I do. And for that reason, I do not care for the Avatar movies. Mm, well, <laughs> the Blue People movies. I do not care for them. They stole the name. They, they stole the name. Exactly. And I remember my dad trying to justify. He's like, well, technically, like, this is what Avatar really means. And I was like, not. No. There's more than one way. Like, more than one meaning for the Avatar. And, like, for Avatar Last Airbender, that's stemming from, like, Hindu, you know, like, roots and stuff like that. Hindu and Buddhism. And I'm just like. Yeah, no. Avatar, Last Airbender, all the way. Blue people, no. <laughs> yeah. All right. The only, yeah, sorry, go on. I agree. So, moving on. Sony Pictures and Nintendo have officially announced a Legend of Zelda movie. Bum, That's right. Bum, Sony bum, Pictures bum, and Nintendo have joined forces bum, to bring to life a live-action featured film adaption of the iconic bum, video game, The Legend of Zelda. The project will be directed by bum. Wes Ball known for his work on Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes and the Maze Runner movies, this collaboration promises to fulfill the long-held desires of fans for a film adaption of the classic Nintendo property. The movie is set to capture the essence of The Legend of Zelda, a series celebrated for its immersive open-world exploration, complex puzzles, and captivating storytelling. Set in the fantasy uh, world of Hyrule, the franchise follows the adventures of Link, a young hero often tasked with rescuing Princess Zelda and thwarting the evil Ganon. Adding to the anticipation, the script for this adaption will be penned by Derek Connolly, 
a writer known for his contributions to Jurassic World and Detective Pikachu, Connolly's experience, particularly in writing for large-scale fantasy settings, seems well-suited to bring the rich world of Hyrule to life. Intriguingly, Wes Ball has previously expressed interest in adapting The Legend of Zelda as seen in his past social media posts. In one such post from earlier this year, he praised the game Tears of the Kingdom for its story. Additionally, a 2010 post revealed his long-standing interest in the franchise, where he envisioned a motion capture avatar-like adaption of Zelda with his recent experience in motion capture technology from Kingdoms of the Planet of the Apes, Ball's direction could offer a unique and visual captivating take on the Zelda universe. The Legend of the Zelda film, still in its early stages and not yet in production, is being produced uh, by Nintendo. And as uh, details about West Ball's vision for the films are yet to be released, fans will obviously eagerly await insights into how this beloved game will be translated to the big screen. All right, Zeka. So, Zeka. Zeka. <laughs> a new nickname. <laughs> um, okay, so that is awesome, but also very, very high expectations there. Because the biggest thing that, like me, whenever I talk to any of my friends about like wanting to have a live-action Zelda movie, um, yeah. of Zelda movie, is Link's voice. Because he doesn't speak in the games. And there was a long time ago, like a cartoon version of it that I, I, I've only seen clips of it, but Link has a very whiny mm. <laughs> yes, Skywalker esque voice. Like his whole famous thing is, excuse me, princess, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Anyways, so like that's kind of the biggest thing that I hope they really take into consideration, do right, is that if they give if link actually speaks that better be a good voice yeah <laughs> so many well, expectations for that they're gonna have to have him speak yeah and i wonder i wonder if they're gonna make if they're gonna do like an adaptation of one of the games or if they're gonna make a whole new story you know i mean like the creator I, uh, I hope the they nintendo make a whole new story shigeru miyamoto is involved in it so it's like I wonder if they're going to do a new story, but at the same time, I would not say no to them, like adapting one of the games, you know? Um, well, I, I mean, yeah, I'm, I've, I've only just barely joined the whole legend of Zelda field, like played a few games myself, but the top favorite ones that everyone raves about that I really want to play is Ocarina of Time and Twilight Princess. Mm. So I'm kind of hoping, or Majora's Mask is the other one too. That I, I don't. I don't out. see them. Uh, I don't see them adapting one of those because they they want people to play the game. Yeah, I think. Gonna, I think yeah. they're going to make a, a, an original story. People will get on board, and then they're going to obviously want to play the games. And so, yeah. I'm just going to point out that how many years ago did the April Fool's trailer come out for Legend oh, of Zelda? Yeah. How many years has it been? That's right. I remember it's, seeing that and I wished for it so much. It oh, was one of the find top that again. practical jokes. Like they got so much, like so many hits on it because people wanted it. And how long does it take to finally come out with this? ridiculous yep all right let's move on a trailer i'm sorry a trailer a terminator anime oh my word <laughs> a terminator anime series is coming to netflix 
Netflix has recently unveiled a teaser trailer for its new venture, Terminator, the animated or the anime series. This project was originally announced three years ago uh, and is being crafted by production IG known for their work on Ghost in the Shell. Spanning eight episodes, the series will introduce fresh characters within the familiar Terminator universe. The provided synopsis states, quote, 2022, which doesn't make much sense, maybe it's 2023, I don't know. 2022, a future war has raged for decades between the few human survivors and an endless army of machines. 1997, the AI known as Skynet gained self-awareness and began its war against humanity. Caught between the future and this past is a soldier sent back in time to change the fate of hum- humanity. She arrives in 1997 to protect a scientist named Malcolm Lee, who works to launch a new AI system designed to compete with Skynet's impending attack on humanity. As Malcolm navigates the moral complexities of his creation, uh, he is hunted by an unrelenting assassin from the future, which forever alters the fate of his three children. End quote. So the driving force behind Terminator, the anime series, is Mattson Tomlin, who serves as a showrunner, executive producer, and writer. Known for his work on Project Power and the upcoming The Batman 2 film. And Tomlin stated, quote, anyone who knows my writing knows I believe in taking big swings and going for the heart. I'm honored that Netflix and Skydance have given me the opportunity to approach Terminator in a way that breaks conventions, subverts expectation, and has real guts, end quote. So we're not going to be listening to the trailer because the trailer is only like 30 seconds and it's just a bunch of music. But you can watch it online. I'm I'm suspecting that when they're about ready to release this thing, they're going to give us a more full trailer. So it sounds lovely, but I'm so worried about anything labeled Terminator at this point. Yeah. I thought they were going to be done with the franchise. They will never be done with any franchise that has brought in that much money. We will see. Well, never. I I'm predicting this will be better than the movies because uh, studios usually have more guts when they don't have That's as true. much money put into it, and they're not building out a big, you know, hundred, two hundred million dollar uh, movie. They they'll they'll probably have more guts, and I and I think that's what this guy's basically saying is that this thing's gonna have more guts. It it does sound interesting, but it's but uh, I guess we're going we're going back in time. Like it's it's going it's gonna have a massive Terminator Two vibes if they're going back to nineteen ninety seven. Nice. So all right, let's move on. MCU's Kevin Feige addresses rumors that the original Avengers actors are coming back. So recent reports have suggested. The possibility of Marvel Studios considering a return of the original Avengers team, including reviving Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man and Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow for a future Avengers movie. Subsequent rumors indicate that Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans might agree to rejoin the MCU. When asked about these speculations, Marvel Studio head Kevin Feige responded at the Marvel's premiere stating, quote, We did not discuss that, and that is the truth. 
We're doing a project with Scarlett. I love Robert. He's a part of the family. But in terms of returning, we'll have to see. Feige's remarks leave some room for speculation despite denying any current discussions about the return of these characters. In the context of Marvel's storytelling approach, some believe that the narrative arcs of Iron Man, Black Widow, and Captain America have been concluded within the MCU, suggesting the franchise could progress without reintroducing these characters. Regarding the project, uh, Scarlett Johansson uh, is in, it's understood to be enti entirely different venture than Black Widow. Feige's comments have sparked discussions among fans and observations about whether Marvel might reunite the original Avengers team and the implications of such a decision on the MCU's future. I don't know, Jekka. What do you think? Oh, I, I kind of side with the people that I'm... The narrative arcs, like, you know, Iron Man, Black Widow, and Captain America, like, I'm fine with yeah. those. Like, they don't need to come back. Um, Chris Hemsworth, he want, he's happy to keep playing... Thor with how Loki ended I would like Tom Hiddleston to keep popping in I'm but what it's like so it's one of those things that I'm like I feel like if they are to come back and reprise their roles it would be kind of like along the lines of what was the Spider-Man movie the far from no no way home yeah that kind of thing where it's like bringing in multiverses and it's like oh here we have the Avengers yeah. back, you know, like they're all back and it's the same people. Cause it was like literally like a t reality parallel to that one, except no one died or anything like that. Like they were able to take care of Thanos a different way. So that's how I would be okay with that. But like for them to full on come back and be in like more movies, I'd be like, nah, just leave them where they are. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd be honest with you. I think it would be so cool to have different very variants. Yeah. Uh, bring Variant, in a, a, complete, it, yeah. a completely different actor. I mean, I mean, there's always been rumors forever that Tom Cruise was uh, uh, in the running to play Iron Man. I think that'd be cool. Bring Tom Cruise in to play Iron Man for like a movie or two, just just as a variant. You know, I'd be okay with that. Um, but yeah, yeah, um, nothing permanent. You know, we got the multiverse yeah. going on. I, you, you know, they're having those discussions. Yeah. And it's like, as much as it was annoying to see like the baton passed on, it's like you pass the baton, you can't take it back. Yeah. Yeah. Like I voiced my complaints, but part of like, if you want me to do anything, like, like interact with any TV shows or movies moving forward, like you better stick with your guns. Cause if you backtrack on that, it's like, yeah, we're done. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Last but not least. John Wick director is working on a Highlander reboot. Here we are, born to be kings. We're the princes for you never. Right. Okay, all right. John Wick director Chad Stalinsky is working on a reboot of the fantasy action film Highlander with Henry Cavill set to star. Lionsgate Motion Picture Group Chair Joe Drake recently announced in an investor call that the film is targeting a 2026 release date. The start of production is yet to be confirmed, potentially following Stalinsky's adaption of Ghost of Tsushima. Stalinsky has described Highlander as John Wick with swords, incorporating characters and elements from the 90s TV series. He, st he stated, quote, 
we're looking to do our story and it engages a lot of the same characters and stuff like that but we're also uh but we've also brought in elements of all the tv shows we're trying to do a bit of a prequel setup to the gathering now the gathering <laughs> refers to the climatic battle among immortals stalinsky further elaborated on the expansion and growth of the story quote so we have room to grow the property. We have ideas for days uh, about how to make the coolest characters and to make that an epic TV show. I just think there's a rich, rich mythology. Now, if you don't know what the Highlander is, the original 1986 film starred Christopher Lambert, Sean Connery, and Clancy Brown, followed immortals hunting each other to gain power, encapsulated in the tagline, there can only be one. Now, Stalinsky revealed plans to develop a re the reboot as a trilogy, integrating the best elements from the franchise into a cohesive, cohesive narrative. He explained, quote, I think the TV series hit on a lot of great stuff that wasn't in the feature between the Watchers and all the different types of immortals. How do we get this into a feature mode before we dribble it into the TV world? Well, let's restructure it in parts. Let's look at it uh, like it was a TV show. Let's look at it like it was a high-end trilogy. How do we tell the story of the gathering, the quickenings, the immortals, and how do we really build this world out even more so than the original project? That's what we're restructuring right now. It's taking all the good stuff that we've had before. I was involved in the project with the uh, from the script. Redeveloping the script to give us a really good chapter one, two, and three, and expanding the world. When discussing his vision, he compared it to Star Wars. Quote, the vision we're trying to get across and what we're trying to develop, I equate very close to Star Wars. The first one is a very satisfying ending, but it does leave the door open, and that's kind of how I see this. I would really like to expand it over three i see the gathering happening over three it's tricky don't get me wrong that's why we're still developing it we want to be able to tell three complete stories that all kind of fit i think the star wars trilogy i like at least up to empire strikes back is a good example of how we want to process it end quote i'm so excited they need more highlander yes more highlander i i just am on board with the um epic and visually stunning addition to the fantasy genre because that's something that i've been sorely missing is i mean we're gonna probably bring up the marvel burnout thing but i'm actually getting like superhero burnout and i want some fantasy mm. stuff like give me some yeah. swords dragons all that stuff like i realized today i love the D, D movie so much because yes. it wasn't superhero it was fantasy and i love fantasy yes. i'm fairly sure so, i've watched all of the highlander stuff that they have out there <laughs> i'm really like i'm 90 percent sure that i haven't missed anything and i think if this had come out earlier i don't well i would have been excited about it <laughs> who am i kidding but um I, I could see like where it was it would have been competing against so many other things. But the burnout is there and I'm ready to move on. Yeah. And I think like, yeah, it's it coming out now is great timing because I want fantasy and I want something even like I can't believe I'm saying this. Like even if it's a reboot, at least it's like an original reboot. I'm <laughs> like, give me something. You yeah. Know? I, uh, where's our D&D &D sequel to, uh, Honor, uh, Oh, I know. Every time I watch it, I'm like, I want more of this. It was so good. It was yeah. so good. 
So, all right. Uh, we've been talking nerd news for a while. I think it's time to talk our main event. We had our honeymoon on Alderaan. Good thing we took pictures, huh? <laughs> Shut up, Wesley. You have no idea what you're dealing with. Uh, Shakespeare in the Park. And that bell means it is time for our main event, the Marbles Nerd Out! Hey, special shout out to all you super nerds who have hit the podcast subscribe button. We really, really appreciate you. Please help us get the word out. Tell a friend about the podcast. And I want to invite you to hit that podcast subscribe button if you've not done so already. Come on, do it. You'll get plus 10 Nerd XP. Nerd XP! All right, so here's the question. Do <laughs> the dog in the back. Do <laughs> do do we talk the Marvels or do we go straight into the end credit scene? We talk oh. the Marvels. Do we? I have a lot to say. All right, we talk the Marvels cuz I'm ready to talk the end credit scene. If you've not seen the Marvels and if you've not seen that end credit scene. The end credit scene is worth it. Yeah, it I is. would, I would I say the end, the end credit scene is worth the price of admission, unless you can find it online. So, all right. So, Amanda, you say you have a lot to say. Start us out. Okay. Normally, I have to go take care of the dog, but because I have more to say, I get to talk. Aha! Once again, spoiler warning. So. Spoiler warnings. Yeah. Okay. So, you have not seen the Marvels. Or not, not the Marvels. Not. You've not Ms. seen Ms. Marvel. I have not seen Miss Marvel. That is correct. And Miss Marvel, Miss Marvel, I would think is probably the most important TV series to watch for this. Um, vi- um, um, WandaVision, that one, it, it helps understand Monica Rambo, but if you don't watch Ms. Marvel, you don't understand her. And actually, probably a lot of key central points to the story. So I'm going to spoil that for you, Jekka, because they're actually pretty important. Yeah, I want to see if I picked up on those, because I felt okay not having seen Miss Marvel. And my roommates came with me, too, and they haven't seen WandaVision or Miss Marvel. And afterwards, like, they had some questions and, like, the stuff about Monica Rambeau, I was able to explain to them, but Miss Marvel, I was like, I think that had to do with the TV show and I didn't see that. So, but we still enjoyed it. So, so those of you who haven't seen Miss Marvel. Okay, you need to stop talking so I can explain why you're wrong. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> go ahead. I got five. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the bangles, the most important part of this story, the bangles. It was found on Earth by her immortal grandmother, who was from another dimension. And who was a Whoa. mutant, correct? No, she is now a mutant. None of her family are mutants. She is a mutant. Which is why she can use her powers without the bangle. The bangle enhances oh, wait, saying- her powers. So Kamala's a mutant. Yes, Kamala is definite. They played the X-Men music when they revealed she was a mutant. Oh. Wow. Like, really important things happened in the Ms. Marvel series that really lead up to this. And they 
do nothing with it because they expect no one's watched it. So they have her character and personality like the beginning of the TV show. Like all her character, like it really didn't feel like they really showed like her character development. Yes, they showed how she has fighting skills from the TV series that she worked on and developed, but they don't show really the character growth she had, like that she became a much more calmer person. She's still bubbly, which is fantastic, but I wanted more out of her and I felt like I didn't get that. Because hmm. I've already invested in her and I'm already excited about her potential. So what's the whole thing that she brought up about going back in time? Yeah, she, the, um, the. So did um, she have both or just one? Just one. So okay. the bangle allowed her to go back in time and save her grand. Okay. So actually it was her great grandmother. Sorry. Her okay. great grandmother was this immortal being from another plane another mm -hmm. plane of existence. Yeah. And okay. she saves, um, what it is, is the other immortals um, kill her great grandmother. And she's able to save her grandmother at the partition of India and Pakistan. When they <laughs> like part the Doctor Who episode. Yeah. Like the Doctor Who episode, right. except better, <laughs> except better. Because it showed how her grandmother almost got lost at the train station and got, like, almost got trampled and stuff. Oh, um, wow. As the people are, she made the last train out of India with her father because Kamala goes back in time and guides her grandmother to her father. So, hmm. it, I really enjoyed Ms. Marvel. And... So that made it harder when she really was more of a background character, but then they made her family more important than they needed to be, which was exceedingly weird. Like you have all these trained professionals to help get ships to the ground and you leave the untrained people outside of the, uh, um, the fur for, the little fur, the little cats. Yeah, the cats. Um, I knew what they were called earlier today. Um, but octopus cats. Yeah, the octopus cats. Um, but they get to stay out. They're not getting eaten. I was confused by that. I was like, how are they not the ones being swallowed up by cats? <laughs> Honestly, I really wanted to see their reactions to getting swallowed up by the cats. So, I, go ahead. Um, so I, I really feel that there could have been more linkage there, but I think they didn't want to do it because they assumed so many people didn't watch it, so they didn't want to link it too much. But there's so much story there that they left, like, that they cut out that it is almost jarring if you've watched it. Huh. See, and I felt fine. <laughs> I mean, like, if anything, there was, like, that little, like, where Kamala mentions she went, she used the bangle to go back in the past. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I was like, hmm, maybe. Like, if anything, this made me want to watch Miss Marvel because I really liked Kamala. Like, my roommate and I, like, she was my favorite. So it's funny how you say that she was a side character because I felt like she was 
equally involved. Um, like I really connected with her and I really enjoyed her and she was my favorite throughout the okay. whole movie. My main problem like, is there yeah. was not enough of her because I felt like this was really on point with her storyline. And then we get the random husband of Captain Marvel. Uh, that part was funny. I'm sorry. That was hilarious. <laughs> and let me but tell you this. At the same oh. time, kind of a distraction. See, I really like that, mainly for my roommate's reaction, because she watch- watches a lot of K-dramas, and he's uh-huh. a... He's a... He's huge in like a, he's appeared in many of the K dramas she watched. So when he appeared, she's like, "Oh my gosh, it's him!" And I was like, "Ooh, he's hot! Like I like him too." So I was like, "Shayla, this may get me to watch your K pop, your K dramas." <laughs> <laughs> and so like when when um Carol says like when she starts talking to him normally, and Kamala's like, "Wait, why why aren't you seeing?" And she's like, "Oh, he's bilingual." Like my roommate was like, she lost it. Because like <laughs> she's he's he's a Korean actor, like famous Korean actor. And so she just thought that was the funniest thing ever. Um so yeah, I actually really enjoyed that. Like my favorite parts of the movie to jump to that is the whole herding cats thing. I was just dying there. And then <laughs> and then really like that whole scene, like on that ocean planet with the prince like i really liked that <laughs> i will point out something that is rather interesting i learned this when i was um taking spanish in college um my professor was talking about how most people can't understand singing and like even though they learn the foreign language they can't understand it when it's sung mm, yes, and that is extremely tricky. common and so i thinking about that uh, I get it more, but at the same time, I'm like, mm. <laughs> see, I thought that was so funny. Like, I, I, I enjoy, I enjoy musicals, but don't think I enjoy every single musical. I am picky with my musicals. There are certain musicals um. I enjoy, um, but yeah. So I just thought that whole thing was hilarious. Um, if anything, I was hoping to see the Marvels sing or attempt. Like, I wanted to see Kamala and Monica attempt to sing because Carol did it for a little bit. I wanted to see them singing more, even if it was horrible. Like I wanted to see that because it would have been so funny them trying to communicate in song. Um, and maybe it's just me because my family, like we just like to, we'll randomly start singing. Mm-hmm. Like we'll start singing to each other, like just to be funny. And it, like, it'll be horrible. It won't rhyme. Like it breaks all the rules of songs, but we have fun doing it. So I was like hoping for something like that, that like, Kamala and Monica would try to communicate and they would try to sing and it would just be like a me- like a m- terrible a massacre kind of thing like I I was really hoping for that and so I was disappointed we didn't get that <laughs> are we ready to talk the end credits no yet? I, oh! I want to talk to you what do you want to talk you want me to talk about Marvels Austin's like I just want to talk about the end credits all right, scene. <laughs> all right. Here, here, if you want me to talk Marvels here we go all right I uh, I didn't enjoy the film. I thought it was stupid, and I'll tell you why. Yes. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. Um, the main motivation of the bad guy is she wanted to restart her the, the sun, so and her fix her world and fi- to fix she, her world. Yeah, fixing her world. Guess what? If she just had a conversation with Miss Marvel, 
then it would have happened because that's what Miss Marvel did at the very end. She restarted the sun, basically. So, so the entire character motivation for the main bad guy would be fixed with like a fifteen-second conversation. Yet, yet the the and that's what that's what that's what Marvel that is what Marvel is doing, and, and I think it's part of the reason why I'm getting burnt out. Is they they give us like. The the, it's ch- the cheapest, thinnest uh, character motivations for our villains, and and they're really just, you know, who who can our uh, who can our heroes punch today, and 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 it's 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 just not like that fun to watch. Like I, in all honesty, I was like, I mean, I watched the whole film, but like, I mean, I I was so bored. Like I, I was I was contemplating trying to play a game on my phone, maybe fall. I poked asleep. him in the head when he did that. Because um, um, it's just like, come on, excuse me, come on. Why, why, like, like if if they wanted to fight, why not have, why not have a little bit of a moral, uh, you know, confrontation in conversation between the two, in which they're trying to set things up, and and they kind of reveal that, you know, uh, Miss Marvel you know, basically screw them over and, uh, and, 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 and actually like play off of like a, you know, a mano a mano type of conversation, as opposed to you're the annihilator. And now I'm going to punch you a whole bunch for the next two hours. And then at the end, you know, it's just and like the, uh, the ability for space travel and they still cling to the planet that's like dead, has no water, has no atmosphere and the sun's gone. I don't see it realistic so, that people would that many people. There are people that would stick it out. I'm not saying they're not, but that many people didn't leave. Yeah, I will say like so I felt like like yeah, like the villain was definitely weak. I understand her like her reasoning behind targeting the planets cuz those are the planets that are most important for Captain Marvel to Captain Marvel, I should clarify. But yeah, no, it was one of those things that I was just like, her motivation wasn't, I mean, if anything, I was kind of like, I was like, no, nah, she's got a good point. Her planet's dying. She's trying to save her planet. Like here I Yeah. But the biologist on a soapbox here, if, I'm like, I can relate if to that. She, if she but was truly trying like, to save her planet, she wouldn't be wasting her time trying to beat up Captain Marvel. You spend your time trying to. There's so fix much your science planet. that could have been done, like before this point, that's would have been working farther ahead. And I don't understand why they'd go for this one person in charge when they're a lot of people were like, "Hey, let's just move to the planet that has atmosphere, has water, and has a star." Yeah, so. But I mean, if anything, it would have been more interesting if it was like they booted the scroll out because yes. the scroll got their planet. And I was like, that would have been cool if they like booted them out. And they're like, we're taking this now because so the Captain Marvel, the Annihilator destroyed our home. So they're, and, they're, and, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, there's so many different possibilities. But what they give us is they give us the weakest, cheapest, thinnest, you know, motivation possible and it doesn't fit and like yeah it doesn't fit with captain marvel like and i will say this like going back kamala was like my favorite part of this 
Captain Marvel herself, I was just like, she... I don't know what they did, but they... The Captain Marvel in that movie was not the Captain Marvel we had seen previously. Because I was like, Captain Marvel, after destroying the AI thing and seeing what it did, she would have stayed to try to help. But she ran away? I'm like, her whole thing was that she was, like, helping people. And I'm just like, I don't understand why she would just, especially because she was Kree, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. even though she, like, later was angry at them and tried to stop them. But it was like, there's that's still a part of her, Yeah, you know? I mean... And so, like, for them, I, 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 like, that's the one thing is, like, I don't like how marvel is putting keeps pointing kree as the villains and keeps trying to keep them as the villains when it's like so much more like they can explore so much more than that you know and i'm just like in a way like i was like stop making the kree the bad guys like i want they're just normal people you know key thing that i've always held is that your villain makes the movie yeah oh yeah strong villains make strong movies. You have to have a hero that's up to the challenge, but your villain has to be in some ways better than your heroes. And they didn't have that. So it's fun. It's campy. It's funny, but there's so much more that could have been explored instead if they had a better villain. All right. Are we ready to talk the end credit scene yet? <laughs> Jagga, is there anything you, more you would want to say? It's funny because, like, even though we're picking holes and all this, like, I, I still enjoyed it. I mean, I still liked it. Flurs, they're flurs. Oh, the flurs, flurs. That cat scene. Oh my gosh, when they realize they're like, oh, we gotta herd cats. We gotta get these people to be eaten by cats. I was just like, or no. flurs. Sorry, no. flurs. I flurs. I was okay. Flurs. I'm going to just point out. They're not more interesting cast. than the end credit scene. No, they're not. They're, but we're still going to talk about nah. them. Oh. I need to say stuff. Hurry up and get it out You'll of your system. You'll be next, Austin. I'm giving you. I'm, Best. Can you get it out in two minutes, Max? Ah. Quick poke. <laughs> poke him again. <laughs> Stop it. Thank you. That was from me. Okay. <laughs> I am being very patient here. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. I've been yes, waiting. To speak. I've been waiting He's since so the beginning. so impatient. I can't even like. I've been waiting things. since the beginning of this. I would be done by now. Uh, hurry up. <laughs> okay. So the scene that's best is when the flurg is licking themselves and all the tentacles are like draping around. Oh my gosh! It. Yeah. And I love, like, the eggs cropping up all over the station. And, like, oh. I called it because, like, Kamala's mom was like, that cat is very chunky. And I was like, ooh, pregnant. And then the eggs start propping up. I was like, cats laying eggs. I love this. I love this. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, oh, I know, that part, that was such a cat thing. I love that. I, I, I loved the, the the cracking open and then the kitty comes out. I was like, oh, I know. I just like all these pods full of cats. I want to talk about this longer because Austin is <laughs> going to die. So on that note, let's talk about Beast popping up. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, all right. The end credit scene. If you have not seen it, get ready for spoilers. <laughs> but we get our first X-Men. We get Beast. So, so check us out. 
Kev, yeah, Anakin's over there freaking out. Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige at the premiere of the Marvels was asked if there was anything he could say about the introduction of the X-Men into the MCU. And here's his response. The person asking the question didn't realize that Beast was going to be at the very end of the movie. Here's what Kevin Feige said. Quote, it's super exciting. The X-Men are as solid and rich and great a concept in characters that exist. We're doing the return of the animated series next year, which we're very excited about. I saw some new final episodes today, which really bring you back to the core of the X-Men, who they are, and that soap opera that those characters represent in live action. People will see perhaps soon. Yeah, like two hours later. So, all right. So they brought, they brought, here's what's so interesting, is they brought back Kelsey Grammer's Beast from X-Men 3, X-Men United, uh, the Fox version. And, and it's Nicholas Holt. What? It's played by Nicholas Holt. No. Maybe, that, the, maybe, oh, no, it wasn't. Sorry. No, you're right. Voice, Kelsey Grammer. The Sorry, voice was Kelsey Grammer, the, the exact same Beast. It was. But, but uh, unlike X-Men 3, X-Men United, they did not have Kelsey Grammer in... Uh, a beast costume it was completely cgi and and uh and beast looked like the 90s cartoon beast yes like it was straight up like that as soon as he walked in i was like my childhood just appeared on the big screen but 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 here's the thing though like they they have a uh as the end credit scene ends they kind of pan out beast walks out and you see the traditional x-men door down in the uh, uh, the base or whatever you want to call it, uh, underneath the uh, uh, Xavier's mansion, the exact same door that you see in all the Fox X Men movies, and so, so it. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, is this straight up the Fox X Men movies? Yes. Like yes. we're in that now. They, they, I mean, it's yeah. the, uh, it's a it's a multi, it's the that universe. Yeah. Yeah. So. So let's talk about what B said. Like B said that she shouldn't be there. Like that wasn't possible. But, um, you know, they did have X-Men Days of Future Past. I mean, I guess that's not a different time timeline because that was on the same timeline just from the future. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that was past and present or past and, and future so, meeting. So, okay. So explain to me because they didn't, you know, maybe it's because I was already bored with the Marvels by this point. Like how did... Uh, Rambo's character get into the Fox X Men universe so, character. Like, was was that a break in space and time and, and dimension? Yes, yeah, it yes. was a break in so dimension. She traveled into the other dimension. Okay, and the important thing is what her mom was wearing. I I did as soon as Beast was on the screen. I didn't I didn't okay. pay attention to anything. The important else. thing is she was wearing an original costume from the Uncanny X Men. Um, for the character Binary, which was mm. another name for Captain Marvel in Ooh. the comics. Meaning that her mother in this this multiverse that she's in yeah. is Captain Marvel. But as a mutant? No, it, or however... Yeah. Whatever she's going to be, over no, because Captain Mutant Marvel never heroes. got the got their powers as a mutant. It was always space powers um, from space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, now I got to check out what is the next. 
what is the next MCU movie coming out? Because you know they're going to be doing some more, uh, doing some more. Nothing to get me X-Men. like to suck, like kind of get me to drift back over to Marvel than like X Men. Captain America: Come New World X-Men. Order. Come on, let's 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 get some X Men in this. Actually, the probably next time we'll see like X Men. X Men is going to be uh, Deadpool three. And Deadpool 3 is now coming out July 26, 2024. Because that's wow, when we're really? Gonna get... That soon? Yeah. Wow. That, well, it was, it, they, they pushed it back. It was going to come out even earlier because uh, you have to remember, like, they, they were filming it before the, uh, the shutdown. Remember, they, they had all those pictures of uh, uh, Wolverine oh, and his that's orange. Right, um, yeah. The writer's strike happened, yellow. like, as they were... T- in the middle of things uh-huh. and it was a big to do because ryan reynolds was not allowed to ad lib with the writer strike going on oh that's what the rumors were I, mm. I don't even know um so we got beast he's talking about charles so it's got it's got it has to be Patrick Stewart's Charles. If we're mm-hmm. if we're in the Fox X Men universe, and we, and we did we did see Patrick Stewart as Charles Xavier again in Doctor Strange too. Yeah, in the yellow chair. Yeah, I yeah. know. Yes, that was that was like, I know. I'm like that's. I just. I think that's. I don't know. I still have Marvel burnout. I still have superhero burnout. But man, I just just want my X Men. X Men. I love Spider Man. Like Spider Man comes along, and I'm like, I am all there. X Men comes along, and I'm like, please. Uh, I'm sorry. X Men's better than everything else that MCU's already put in out to include all the Avengers, everything. Well, uh, Spider Man's up there with me. Spider Man and X Men are like. My I like favorite. I like Spider Man a lot too. Uh. Well, I, well, okay. Spider-Man No Way Home was a masterpiece. <laughs> yes. But yes, is. X-Men is, I'm sorry, X-Men's better than the Thor movies. Uh, oh, hands down. Better, I mean, like, than, better than the Hulk movies, all two of them. I mean, I like when, before this whole Marvel started doing all of these movies, whenever I heard the name Marvel, I was like, oh, X-Men and Spider-Man. That was it for me. Captain America, I thought, was just some patriotic thing we said here in America. Iron Man was a song. (laughs) Thor, like, I was like, oh, Norse mythology. I think there's something, like, maybe some movie or TV show about him because of Adventures in Babysitting, how, like, the little girl was obsessed with him. And then Hulk, I just thought, like, that was some funny, you know, random thing of a guy that turns green and is angry. I didn't realize those were all part of Marvel. Until Marvel yeah. started making all these movies, and I was like, oh, I didn't know that. I just thought it was X-Men and Spider-Man, because that was all I cared about, and I still care about that. Well, the cool thing is that X-Men 97, <laughs> um, the, the X-Men animated series, is set to get new episodes around middle of next year. Nice. So, so what was funny is, you know, at the end of the film, I started looking up, okay, um, you know, how many end credit scenes does this have? It, it only had one at the very end. There was like some like sound effect, or whatever. And so, I I never actually look at the end credit scene or, or read what it is right before I I, I uh, I'm about to see it for the first time in the entire MCU's existence. 
Probably because I was mad. I was just mad that I sat through the marbles. I decided to read through the end credit scene right before the end credit scene played. And so we're in the theater, and and what did I what did I do or what did I say? Like like I I said something that made Amanda like excited. I was like 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 uh like I I can't believe it or something like that. You something know? like that. I can't believe it. And sort of like what? Oh, something's going on. All right, we're gonna be sticking around watching this. So. Oh, good, good stuff. Uh, so yeah, just... I, I, I always do the same thing. I always like look up if like movies have any yeah. credit scenes, and I was trying really hard not to read too much of the end credit scene because I like to be surprised. Yeah. Anyways, um, so I just like when I saw like, and it was funny because everything on the like internet kept saying. Like kept being like, there's a mid credit scene. I was like, okay, cool, I get it. There's a mid credit scene. Is there an end end credit scene? And it took me a while to find that, but I was like, usually there's like one like the top first link that comes up. It gives me my answer, but I had to like scroll through several before I found one that was like, yes, mid credit, no end credit. So I was like, cool, let's get out of here after the mid credit <laughs> scene. <laughs> yeah. I told my roommates, so I was like, this is it. We don't have to stay. And they're like, cool. And then we yep, left. <laughs> yep, that's what we did too. So, um. Well, I'm I'm excited. Let's let's finally get like uh, legit X Men going in the MCU. Like I'm tired of waiting. Let's do it. I I I really I want to see the Rogue and Captain Marvel interaction because it's so like it shapes Rogue in a way that's just so powerful. Like, and it turns her in from a villain into a hero. And so I want to see them do that. I want to see them play that out. But we'll see. We will indeed. So Yes, yes. All right, folks. Thanks so much for joining us on another adventure of Super Nerd Podcast. Make sure to hit that podcast subscribe button and leave us a review wherever you're listening to us. Subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Digital Podcasts, Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever else you find us next week. Or in two weeks, because we're taking a break for Thanksgiving. Uh, we will be going over Hunger Games, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. So if you have any thoughts on that, make sure to leave us a voicemail with your thoughts at anchor.fm slash supernerdpodcast. If you guys might be on the upcoming show, you can also email us some thoughts to supernerdpodcast at gmail.com. Or reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, search supernerdpodcast. Give us a like, give us a share. But from all of us at supernerdpodcast.com. Stay nerdy, my friends. Have fun. See you later.